0: This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Stepping into the guest seat, Alex Hormozy. I'm going to mess it up. Hormozy, a first-generation Iranian-American entrepreneur. I just spent the morning with him. We did his podcast. I was a guest. He's an investor, a philanthropist, known for his expertise in customer acquisition and monetization. It's a huge deal on YouTube. Has done some (laughs) amazingly large business deals, including scaled and exited seven Companies uh, for an excess of $46 million. So, been a joy hanging out with this young guy. He's getting things done. 1.3 million YouTube subscribers. Welcome. Good to have you, brother. I'm honored to be here. Well, we're honored to have you with us. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Yeah, this is big. I've been following you on YouTube for a long time. And then we had Graham Stefan on. I was on his show and he was like, you got to hang out with Alex. So, you're on now. And what's interesting is that you mentioned in one of your YouTube videos that Dave gave Graham Stephan some of the wisest advice you'd ever heard around investing. And I want you to share that. So Graham had his big pie chart of his investments on the table. and He said, Dave, what am I doing wrong here? What should I be doing? And Dave, rather than just like giving him like, oh, you need to be 16% here and 13% here. He said, well, if this pie chart were your knowledge and expertise, how would you divide it up? He's like, well, I'd probably say I'm 85% real estate, maybe like 15% like my knowledge of stocks. And that more or less mirrored what Graham's actual investment portfolio looked like. Mm. And the big takeaway that I had when I was seeing that was it wasn't one particular methodology. It wasn't like, oh, you got to get into stocks. You got to get into crypto. You got to get into... now nah, obviously, like <laughs> that, I, I'm, I'm baiting, right? Um, but it was more so do what you know. And when my wife and I uh, exited our company and we had taken sizable distributions prior to that, um, I hadn't really come up with an investment strategy because the investment strategy was in the beginning, don't be poor. Um, <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> it's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> um, but then after that, it was just like, I had everything in indexes and I wanted to take a more active role. And the only thing I felt like I knew good enough was business. And so I'd gone all the way to the edge on, you know, two, three, four big real estate transactions. And right before I needed to send the money, I pulled back. So I was like, I don't know this stuff. And so uh, once I got basically gave myself permission or I felt like you'd give me some sort of like verbal permission to just do what I know. Um, acquisition.com kind of started and became our family office for everything that we do investing, which is exclusively businesses that we feel like we can add value to.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a space, you know, you're comfortable in. You should never put money in something that you don't understand and don't know. And, and because some guy in a good suit said to, and the only thing he may own is a good suit. Right. So that's probably not where we're taking the advice. So really, that that's really, really, really important. Okay, so you started with nothing, over $50 million net worth in excess of that on this one transaction. Yeah, so just I know, this one. I know you're probably north of $100 million at that point. Um, and uh, the I- Iranian... American. Mm-hmm. So your parent, your you're fir- your first generation yeah, first American. Gen. Yeah. Okay. So your parents came from Iran, mm-hmm. both just my dad, just your dad. Okay. Mom's I've got a really good friend that, uh, b- both of his parents came here and, uh, also unbelievably successful, uh, and, and financially. And, Sometimes I think, uh, I was talking to my friend, Brian Buffini, who's Irish, and he, ta- he has a book out called The Immigrant Edge. Uh-huh. And so the mentality that comes off that, George's parents, mm-hmm. are he's second, first generation. Middle Eastern. Middle represent. Eastern oh, uh, as well. Okay. So uh, uh, there's an immigrant edge that goes with that. What is, do you think, the number one mindset as you work with investors and
1: companies that keeps people broke? They subscribe to what everyone else around them who is poor, tells them about how to get rich. So they take pe- poor people's advice on how to make money. Mm. And so as a result of that, they keep doing the wrong stuff or they don't do anything at all. And a lot of them sit into this area of, uh, you know, the paralysis analysis. They're like, I need to find the perfect thing. And meanwhile, 10 years later, they're still trying to wait to find the perfect thing. Um, and they haven't started anything. Yeah. yeah. We, how do you become a writer? Right. Write. Yeah. <laughs> how do you become an investor?
0: Invest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I used to, because I, I talk a lot about sales stuff because I think it's a really good entry uh, thing for anybody who wants to, you know, take control of their own income and cost no money to get into. And all you have is skill. It's like, you know, you can read a hundred books on sales, but the first thousand cold calls you do, you'll learn more than all the books that, <laughs> that you read up to that point. Experience is a mighty teacher. Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, it's interesting with skill proficiency but. Uh, People will put off, you know, it takes 20, 20 hours of, of concentrated work to become proficient at most, like playing the guitar, playing the piano, learning to do a cold call, 20 hours proficient of actual dedicated work. But people will wait a decade to do those first 20 hours because they're afraid. Fear's holding them back because yeah. they don't want to fail a lot of the times. Yeah, they don't want the judgment that they think is coming along from people who aren't actually paying attention to them to begin with.
0: Mm. Uh, multimillionaire, uh, young age uh, entrepreneur, Alex. Hermosa, our guest this segment, you can catch him on YouTube. Uh, Be sure and look that up. Uh, That's H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, if you don't know. And you can check him out at his website at acquisition.com. So what do you feel like? I mean, you had a couple really big hits along the way. Um, The actual, the liquidity event was a big hit, but the building up was gradual. And um, I mean, it wasn't like you had, like you hit the lottery and 20 minutes had this kind of (laughs) network, but so you built a company, sold it and that, that was a lot of it. Uh, what do you think all of that has taught you about building wealth out there in America today? A, is it possible? And B, what do you think the, the, your, the sense of hope or the sense of principles around it? What do, what did you, what's your takeaway?
1: So A, 100% possible. B, I think um, I define sadness as ignorance, as in you don't know what options you have. And so like whenever you feel hopeless, it's because you don't know what to do. And so when I felt sad in my life, I think to myself, like, this is because I don't know what to do, which means that this is a problem I can solve, because all I have to do is figure out what I need to do. And then that even gives me my first action step, which is like, oh, I just don't know. Great. And so um, for me, solving that has been a perpetual education process. And nowadays... There's so much free information that exists on the internet. Like you can learn how to flip houses. You can learn how to, how to, how to sell. You can learn how to code. You can learn how to edit videos. Like there are all these skills that, that pay entry level roles, 50, 60, 70, hundred, $200,000 a year that you can learn in eight weeks. And so for the people who are, who are willing to just put in the eight weeks and then apply for the jobs, you can get way ahead. Well there's a lot of young people out there and you know I get the messages. They're 17, they're 18, yeah. they call into the show. They're going, "Hey, I want to invest. I want to build wealth. I don't want to wait till I'm 60. I don't want to work a job I hate yeah. and do the 401k thing. They want to make money really quickly and yeah. a lot of the times they want to do it the wrong way. Yeah. What is the advice you constantly give those folks?" Yeah. So um I say like, you can invest in the S&P 500. I was like, but I prefer people invest in the SME 500, which is you're always going to get higher returns on investing in your own education, your own skill set compared to any stock market. And so like a really, real example of this is a buddy of mine has a daughter. She's 17. I think she just turned 18. Um, And she's, she was working at a bowling alley, minimum wage job, you know, popcorn. Right. And she said, uh, or he, he told her, he's like, you know, you can triple your income if you just Get a certification to become a phlebotomist. It takes two days. It's five hundred bucks, and by taking five hundred dollars, she could invest in the S and P five hundred. And at eighteen years old, maybe there'd be a ton of compounding. But if she invests five hundred dollars in getting the certification, and then two days later she triples her income, probably a better investment in buying the certification than forever having a three times higher baseline mm-hmm. for what she can make. And I think that's just like a micro example of how much skills can give you more cash flow to invest in everything else. And so my my belief is. Always keep reinvesting in skills because that raises your lifeline, your your lifetime baseline of earning potential. That's so good. Yeah, and
0: valuable, and- valuable education uh, is al- always costs minuscule amounts. Not all education, but yeah. I said valuable, usable, utilitarian value. She can immediately go and do something with that. It's not like I collect degrees for no. A living. No, this is like, but but studying something that is usable. of the time is the best investment you can make.
1: My father came here with $1,000 and he didn't speak English, but he had a medical degree. And so he's always been big on education for me. And if you look at it as an actual investment, I mean, he fled during the revolution in Iran. He said, they took everything we had, but they couldn't take my education. And so it's something that can never be taken from, from you. You can't lose it in a divorce. You can't be taxed on it on your, edu- your education itself. It appreciates with time. And then the more educated you become, the more valuable each prior skill adds on top. It oh, compounds. Right. That's good. Like if you know how to do math, then you can then learn accounting. When you learn accounting, then you can learn investing or business or whatever. And like each one compounds unto itself.
0: You got to follow this guy. Check him out on YouTube, Alex Hormoza. H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, for those of you that aren't familiar with how big a deal he already is. And uh, check him out at acquisition.com. Check him out at at Hormoza on all his social media. And his podcast is called The Game with Alex Hormoza. Alex, an honor to meet you today. Hang out. Got a new friend. And uh, it's been an honored to appear on your podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes here. The honor's all mine, genuinely.